boy. Movies. Hey, welcome to Big Boy Movies, oh. a podcast about movies and the big boys who watch them. Yeah. I'm one of your big boys, Matt Irish BB. I'm another big boy, John Italiano George. Hey, <laughs> we, we're Martin Scorsese characters this week. I paint houses. And I do my own carpentry. <laughs> Pasta, <laughs> a pizza, a ravioli. You you can tell how I talk like an Irish person and I speak fluent in Italian, but or no, I I talk like an Italian person and speak fluent Italian, but, but I am I'm in fact Irish. Irish. <laughs> I am from I am an Irish man. Wait, how I that's the one thing I wanted him to explain in the Irishman was like, well, it's too bad, John. We're not guy, in the review yet. How's this guy so Italian? Italian? <laughs> I think he got confused. Oh. I think someone got it's confused. Like, Wait, am in I there. Italian? Like, yeah, did he, Marty get confused at the author of the book? Yeah, he was reading the book and he was like, <laughs> okay, so this, this book is about an Irish man. I'm not not a hundred percent sure what that is now <laughs> these irish pe- men do they speak italian do, do they look italian yeah i don't i've never seen an irish like what is ire ir, irish ireland like what is that's, that i don't that and couldn't someone possibly said, oh it's in europe and he was like italian oh italy right right <laughs> yeah, I okay love you, well that's easy i can do that yeah yeah <laughs> uh we watched the irishman we're gonna talk about that later oh yeah it's uh maybe it's been a while since we've recorded. We, it we feels like week. forever. Yeah, we skipped a week because it, it was Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. We were busy giving thanks. I gave thanks to all the pilgrims, mm-hmm. every single one, every one of them. I thanked <laughs> them yeah. all for their service. <laughs> thank you for <laughs> thank you for your service. Yes, I like to imagine if there were like sports games back then. If a pilgrim was at a sports game, they would have a moment to recognize the pilgrim. Everyone mm-hmm. would get get up on their feet, yep. start clapping for them. Yep, raise their hats for them. Their their wacky. Pointy hats that they had. Yep. Thank you for your service, Pilgrim. Yeah, it probably for... wouldn't take too long because there weren't that many of them. Yes. And uh, thank you for riding over on the Mayflower. It was a, yeah. It was yeah. a rough journey. It was a rough journey. You probably could have done the Native Americans a little bit better, if we're being real. Probably could have a little bit. Could have done done a little nicer on that front. Same with all the army men and military. Yeah. People, though, so. I, you know, That's why we thank everyone for their. Service. Yeah. We're we're thanking everyone for their service <laughs> this year. Yeah. Um. Including uh, Frank Sheeran. Yes. Ed Sheeran's great grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope so. I really, really hope so. Ed Sheeran's like, wow, a movie about my, my grandpa. Oh, my good old grandpa. He was so Irish. <laughs> he makes a he makes a new song, a whole mm-hmm. new album called The Irishman. <laughs> That's what they should have done is they should have gotten him to like make the featured album yeah, for the movie. Where he covers, I don't remember what the main song is in the film. They, pu- they play one song like three times. From yeah, the well, I believe it was a parody of uh, Scatman, but instead of Scatman, it was Irishman. Oh, okay. And so it was Robert De Niro. I'm the Irishman. That's amazing. Yeah, uh, because it's been so long, it's it, it's hard for me not to rack up the movies. Oh yeah, me too. Surprisingly, yeah, BB's usually I'm switching. I hate the stand. Okay, I'm yeah, well, the stands are bad. They're switching bad to handheld. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, both me and BB have a lot of movies to talk about. Which yeah, is, uh, that's a lot. It, so. It's gonna bump up the running time. Uh, a little bit, which is exactly, it's fitting for the Irishman. Yeah. The, the Irishman episode is going to be a big boy. Um, no spoilers. No spoilers. Uh, How many movies did you watch, BB, so we can I watched, maybe plan this out a bit? Uh, four movies, including the Irishman. 
Okay. And I will probably only really talk about three of them. Okay. Wait, let me count to make sure. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Wow. And technically I watched ten, but one of those is a movie we just talked about last week. I rewatched Knives Out. Oh, okay. With my family. Yes. Uh, and my brother, as I was telling you before this podcast, my brother did not like it mm-hmm. because he said the characters are bad people. And yeah. Therefore, it's a bad movie. Yeah, that's a solid criticism of, of Knives Out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But my mom and dad loved it. My dad usually doesn't like movies, so oh, it's nice. really high praise when my dad likes a movie. We got those dads on board. And I'm glad they liked it. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as watching it a second time... It was still good, but it obviously wasn't as good because the best parts of this movie are like reveals, basically. Yeah. But I still enjoyed it a ton. And I enjoyed watching it with other people. This time in the theater, just such a big reaction to when... uh, Knives out spoiler. um, When uh, Marta is in the will. Like the audience audience went crazy. They're like, what? Yeah. Like that was awesome. I feel like the the movie is definitely enhanced with like an audience around you, like seeing it for the first time. Yeah, everyone was super shocked. I was super happy because I was like waiting for that moment. Oh yeah, it's so good. Yep, it's a very very good movie. All right, Uh, unspoilers for Knives Out. Yeah, no more spoilers. I'm I'm sure uh, if you hit the skip button on your Spotify or whatever, you're probably here now. Yeah, welcome back. Welcome back. Um, all right. I guess I should go first. Is this a football? (laughs) (laughs) Welcome, everyone, to Monday Night Critics Corner. We've got a great one for you this week. We're coming back strong from missing it the other week. And I'm your host, Jeremy Madden. And I'm going to read a Critics Corner review just for you, everyone. Uh, this This is Monday Night Critics Corner. Wow. We missed them last week. Yeah. Um, because I, I just couldn't find a good one. <laughs> yeah. No one was doing funny reviews anymore. Yeah. Come on. Give us some funny reviews. Mm-hmm. Don't they know about this podcast? Yeah. They really were doing me dirty. Come last on. week, everyone was like carefully considering what they thought about movies. Uh, and this week, they're not. Okay. So <laughs> we're going to jump. We're going a little bit unorthodox uh, on, this, on this Monday night uh, Critics Corner because it is a sunday but i just want to well when they're listening to it it will be <laughs> oh monday. yeah true true these do come out on hopefully Mondays. everyone's listening on a monday night yeah or or they t-vote it you know oh who t-votes podcasts listen to it live yeah you know <laughs> i got the big dancing podcast robot out um you know that <laughs> we have it. on on fox podcasts yes oh uh, yeah technically the theme you're singing is the fox who does not do monday night football oh really yeah wow that shows how much I know about yeah. sports. <laughs> so you sang the theme for Sunday afternoon football. Wow, that's so lame. That's yeah. like the football song, though. Because mm-hmm. it's the best one. It's yeah. the best. It's the best one. I knew it. I don't watch football when I knew it. Well, the Monday so. Night Football one is like, what is it? It's I forget. It doesn't. Well, obviously, it's not that good yeah. if you don't remember. Well, it's so memorable. This week's Critics Corner is a zero out of 10 star review for knives out this man found shame on you no redeeming qualities in knives out zero of them i think this is the one movie that is impossible to be a zero out of 10 if you ask me yeah i it's well here's here's the thing this (laughs) is this is a critics corner that we have to dissect 
we're going to have to go in and pick it apart a little bit. Okay. Because I think there's more going on under the surface than you might realize. This 0 out of 10 star review comes from Zabe73. That's like Gabe with a Zabe. Z. Okay, yes. Zabe. Um, he says, Zero surprises in this whodunit. The actors did their best with what they had to work with, but the script, story, and direction was very amateurish. I don't know who the director was, but I would not be surprised if it was his slash her first movie, like ever. He slash she should not be allowed to make more movies and let the adults handle things in the future. So <laughs> okay, <laughs> here's, here's what I need to know. Is is Zabe trying to mess with us? Is Zabe doing a sneaky review I bomb here? I think he here? is. You can easily look up the director. You're already on the internet, Zabe. The director's name comes up directly after the movie ends. Ryan Johnson. And then you go clearly. on Metacritic, and it says his name on the page for the movie. Like, I think either he's messing with us, and he's just like, I don't, I didn't like this movie so much. I don't even care who the director is. I'm yeah. not going to look him up. I'm not going to look. Yeah. I don't care. He slash she should not be allowed to make any more, because it's just like... I was going into these reviews expecting a hundred negative reviews saying, oh, he ruined Star Wars. Yeah. This movie's garbage. Yeah, yeah, Never yeah. see it. Ryan yeah. Johnson, boo. Mm-hmm. But this guy has no fucking clue. <laughs> this guy's like, I don't even know who directed this he's, movie. He's going to be so happy when he Googles Ryan Johnson's name and sees what comes up uh, <laughs> as far as uh, internet sentiment yeah. towards this man. Uh, people don't like him. Yeah. <laughs> So it's it's almost refreshing that Zabe over here uh, has decided that Ryan Johnson ruined mysteries, I guess, <laughs> as opposed to Star Wars. He's probably someone will be like, he directed Star Wars. And he's like, I don't know what that is. He directed what? <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Yeah. I never heard of that. That sounds is that stupid. like a is that like a short film yeah. like some stupid Sundance thing? You know, it would be super awesome if this guy went back and watched The Last Jedi and was like, that was incredible. <laughs> Whoa, I can't believe he did that. <laughs> this is a really good movie. Yeah. It's a really good take on yeah. Star Wars. I wow. can't believe he really subverted my expectations. That's awesome. Wow. <laughs> He's just the complete opposite of everyone. <laughs> really, really like Star Wars Last Jedi. Yeah. Knives Out, he was like, this is so weak. I knew everything that was going to yeah. happen. Because it's like Last Jedi, I can understand why people were upset. I can see that other perspective, but Knives Out, I feel like, is just so solid across the board. Yeah. I guess it's one of those movies where if you, for example, there's a twist in the movie. What's the movie with uh, our usual suspects? There's a twist. Yeah. And I, I figured out the twist and that made the movie significantly worse for me because the, the movie is the twist. Mm-hmm. This Knives Out, like there isn't one main twist. Mm-hmm. But I guess the argument is if you're too smart and you can see what's going, then it's not that good of a movie for you because you're too big brain. But I like who who is that big brain? Who is this Jimmy Neutron walking into Knives Out and like figuring everything out immediately? Also, that's the most boring way to watch a movie. Yeah. It's like fig is like trying your hardest to figure out what's going to happen. Like, yeah, just I, let it take let it take you for yeah, a ride. I can see like the fun in, in a mystery movie trying to like figure it out. But Knives Out, I feel like, is still always one step ahead of you on your first viewing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I'm. Zabe, I'm sorry. Uh, we don't agree. It's also, I, I want to make sure it's clear, Critics Corner is not about reviews we don't agree with. 
it is about just people who are bad at criticizing <laughs> movies who are like not good at expressing their thoughts and i don't think zabe did an incredible like, job here i want to know more specifics about zit like I guess it's a fine criticism, but tell me like what specifically was awful about yeah. the writing. Don't just say it was awful writing. It, and to call it amateurish, yeah, like it's not. It's so well shot and like I don't know, me and Vivi because we on on the podcast we literally have the exact opposite sentiment that this was a brilliant brilliant writing by mm-hmm. Ryan Johnson and great directing. Yeah, like Ryan Johnson while there is an all-star cast carried this movie himself with this mm-hmm. great writing. Um so it's very interesting. <laughs> like you can't just say the opposite of of what we said and then yeah, not like, explain. Mm, I win. <laughs> like, I want to know what specifically was bad. Yeah. So uh, that's that's Zabe's opinion. I'll throw in a bonus one since I missed last week. Might as well. This is from JCHSR. Zero out of ten stars. JCHSR says, this is basically one long SJW virtue signaling <laughs> propaganda piece. Okay. If you're a Democrat, you'll probably love this. Oh, so yes. yeah. I forgot about that. There was political stuff yeah. in there. So yeah. I forgot that anyone who mm-hmm. disagrees with some. Also, there was no like political statement. That's, made in that's this the movie. thing is like the movie at no point like really hammers home any kind of political message. It's more just like, don't be an asshole. Like there were. Yeah. I mean, there were people on like both side, like both sides yeah. in that family. And they were all bad. And they were all annoying about the side they were on. I yeah. don't think anyone was. Like, that's this person's take on, like, mm-hmm. he's saying that, oh, the Trump supporters were stupid. That's bad. That yeah, means but they you have hate like, Trump. But also... You, you have Tony Collette and yeah. uh, her daughter, and the daughter straight up sells out, like, Marta. Yeah. Oh, that's more spoilers. I, this is basically... Yeah. You should have listened to this. You should have seen Knives Out. I'm sorry. That's not that big of a... Yeah. That's not that big of a spoiler. Don't worry if you just got spoiled and you're angry mm-hmm. at us. That's not that big. Yeah. Um... All right. Well, thank you to uh, Jimmy Madden for coming in and doing Monday Night Critics Corner with us. Thanks, Jimmy. Yeah. Yeah. That guy's. Is that John Madden's son? I don't know. Where'd you find him? I mean, he was under a bridge. Oh, my God. Yeah. He had (laughs) a football. I thought, like, kind of the same name. It's got to be John Madden's son. It's probably. I mean, what's John Madden doing anymore? He's old. I think he. Is he he not dead yet? Like, he's real old. I wouldn't be able to tell you. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, Tiger Woods still has video games named after him, and he's still kicking. Yeah, true. What if they? What if he dies and they're like, "Well, he's dead, so we have to stop naming it after him." Yeah. Well, no, then they'll <laughs> Jimmy so Madden. So Jimmy. Jimmy keep Madden. Going, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's my bad. Yeah, like the young people are probably like, "Who the heck is Madden?" <laughs> <laughs> I think young people will probably just think that Madden is like another word for football or something. <laughs> probably. Yeah. Oh, we're going to the Madden game later. That's definitely what I thought when I was a kid. I was mm-hmm. like, "Who's Madden? Madden? I guess yeah. that's just another word for the NFL." <laughs> yep. Wow. Uh, yeah. Thanks for the critics quarter, Jimmy. Yeah, see you, Jimmy. That guy's yeah. you're not looking great. Oh, yeah, I think we forgot to mention, but um, Marty's not in the room with us today. It's, I, there would we, be a little bit of bias. We banished Marty um, because we didn't want him trying to, to sway our opinions. He also, like, he was telling, he emailed me. He was like, I am going to any time. He saw, he saw BB's opinion on it. And mm-hmm. then, spoiler, it's not too good. Uh, he doesn't think it's that great. Yeah. So he emailed me saying, anytime BB talks, I'm turning the volume down. Oh, yeah. So we got him out of here. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, today, working the, uh, work the soundboard, we do have Todd Phillips, though. Todd, so. thank you. Yeah. Um, it, I, I'm glad Todd's here, despite... I mean, that's great yeah. that we can still be friends with you, he despite really, us. He really took it in stride. It is weird that he painted his face like the Joker to, to do the scared. sound mix. Um, I did not check his bag or yeah anything. yeah it i heard some clinging clanging i think mm-hmm. there's gun 
he told me it was just the many like uh bottles he carries around which is like i don't know why someone would carry around a lot of bottles but like glass bottles (laughs) very weird no one really drinks out of glass we told him just to come for one day to mix and he brought a bag full of glass bottles and he looks like the joker kind of scared but we should stop getting directors to do our sound mix honestly especially ones that we reviewed poorly yeah (laughs) (laughs) we Uh. should find good directors Oh, oh, so this we should. Yeah, let's get into the movies we saw last week. This past two weeks, I saw a lot of movies I saw actually were from from this year. Three of them, Mm -hmm. four of them were Mm -hmm. from this year, which is good because I do need to continue to watch this year's movies, even though we're not doing it on all of them. I saw Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Nice. It was a beautiful day in the neighborhood, BB, for, for Mr. Rogers and a journalist. I forget his I forget his name. But this is not, if you didn't know, if you go into this movie thinking it's going to be the main character is Mr. Rogers, it is not. The main character is the journalist. I don't remember his name. Okay. It was a good movie. Okay. I liked it. <laughs> really glowing praise for a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Yeah. I gave it three and a half. Okay. It's, you don't need to see it. But if you like Mr. Rogers, if you grew up watching, uh, what what is it called again? I it was just called like Mr. Rogers' neighborhood. Yeah, Mr. Rogers' neighborhood. Yeah, um, yeah. I didn't grow up watching it, but I. Yeah. Mr. Rogers is an amazing person. I yeah. don't understand how he exists. The documentary was was very good about him. Documentary was better. You should watch the documentary. Okay, sweet. Um, what's next? Rewatch Knives Out. Then I watched Irishman, which we'll talk about. Mm-hmm. Then I watched About Time. Um, and what was the movie about? It was about time. Oh, shit. <laughs> have you seen this movie? I have not. Dom Hall Gleason plays... Oh, I think I've heard it. This is with Amelia Clark. No. No? Okay. It's with Rachel McAdams. Never mind. It kind of looks like Amelia Clark. Okay. Maybe I saw the poster and just assumed it Margot was Margot Robbie's also in it. Oh, really? Which I was very surprised to see her. Okay. It was like... It was in 2013, too, so that was a while ago. From well, Margot Robbie was a young woman then. Yeah, well, she was in Wolf of Wall Street that year. Oh, yeah, that was also... What a year. Yeah, what for Margot year. Robbie. Wow. Um, but About Time was... My mom loved this movie, and I, that's how I'm going to describe it. It's a okay. movie for moms. Oh, it's, it's the inverse of Ford v. Ferrari. It's a time travel romance story okay (laughs) about time Mm -hmm. um and it yeah it's it's freaking cute it's like so positive and cheery on life and that's honestly why i docked it down a bit because i don't find that too realistic oh yeah um but i gave it three and a half as well okay still a solid review still pretty good i still enjoyed it my mom would probably give this movie five stars and said it was one of the best she's ever seen oh wow okay yeah show your mom yeah um I'll do one more and then switch to you. All right. Okay. Go for it. The Double. Okay. Um, this is a movie. It's about uh, ordering a burger at In-N-Out. Yeah. Yes. Um, which I actually ordered Double last night when I went to In-N-Out. Oh, sweet. Wow, what a coincidence. Yo, got him. Uh, this is a movie starring Jesse Eisenberg and Jesse Eisenberg. <gasps> the Double. Oh, my God. This, the Double Eisenberg. <laughs> they finally did it. Yeah. Um, it also has Mia Wasikowska. You know who that is? Nope. Um, I she's in some famous movie. She's in Alice in Wonderland. Oh, um, 
This movie is like Fight Club for big boys. It's for. Like, <laughs> Are you, you insinuating that Fight Club is not Fight for Club big boys? Is for big boys. Oh damn! And this is even more for big wow, boys. Wow, this is a bigger boy movie because <laughs> it's even more. This is like so. It's one of those dystopian future movies, and mm-hmm. you immediately feel like I don't want to be here watching this movie ah, because okay. I'm uncomfortable. Good with this future. Does Jesse Eisenberg have sex with Jesse Eisenberg? I wish. Oh, um, missed opportunity. Honestly, the score in this movie, insanely good. Okay. Like, the music was so good. Mm-hmm. And then the f- the first two acts were scary as hell, and I was just uncomfortable. And then the last act was so good. Okay. Uh, four stars for me. Nice. Um, I don't know if anyone else would like. I watched this one with my parents as well. My dad was like, what the hell did you just show me? <laughs> and my mom was like, tell us, tell me what even happened. Nice. And then I explained, and they were like, I didn't like it. <laughs> yeah, that is a thing with my dad a lot where we'll watch movies and then he'll be like, I didn't get the end and I'll explain the ending to him and he'll be like, that was a lot of work. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to have to like think that much to get a movie. Yeah. Uh, Phoebe, your turn. All right. Well, uh, I don't think I talked about this. I did see Frozen 2. Did oh, I talk about no, Frozen 2? No, you didn't talk 2? about Frozen 2. Okay, yeah. Frozen 2, I did see. Um, it was good. I enjoyed it. I think the first one was probably better. There is some weird uh, plot stuff in uh, Frozen 2 as far as like characterization. It felt a little bit rushed. So I I don't feel like everyone really got their moment to sort of like complete a character arc. Um, But it's, you know, it's Frozen 2. Mm -hmm. It's more Frozen. I like the characters. They're all fun. Good music. Um, I don't think anything uh, matches Let It Go. I don't think anything is as show-stopping as that one. Yeah. But overall, yeah, Frozen 2. Good movie. Mm-hmm. See it if you know you want to see it. I guess you know if you want to see Frozen yeah. two. You've I'll, probably already seen it. I'll probably see it on Disney Plus. Yeah, I, I gave it three stars. Um, nice. My mom also saw that movie and said it was good. Okay, there you go. <laughs> Me and John's mom agree. <laughs> My mom is is a part of this podcast now. Yeah. Apparently, no. We'll we'll get her on for an episode. Yeah, and we'll re-review the lighthouse. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Don't think she wants to see that one. So, Mrs. George, <laughs> what did you think of that mermaid? <laughs> oh God. <laughs> um. Okay. Then, uh, I'm getting into the mood, John. I'm getting into the mood for a little bit of star wars we are reviewing star wars in a few weeks Mm -hmm. it's coming Mm -hmm. real fast and so usually when a new star wars movie is coming out i watch the original trilogy again i will probably do it again before we see rise of skywalker um i have my dvd box set that i have on standby nice for when for when more star wars is coming uh but since disney plus is here and out um i went back and i watched rogue one again because Mm. i really like rogue one i know there are a lot of people who did not like Rogue One. Me, who walked, who stopped watching after you, 15 minutes. I After watching it again, <laughs> you got to finish that movie. Okay, okay. Okay, here's my thing. The main criticism of Rogue One that I agree with is that the first act especially is not great. It's very unfocused, and it's all over the place. It's trying to set up a lot of characters... Um, and it doesn't do it in an order that really works. Yeah. Um, and so it's one of those things where, you know, we're on this planet, we meet this person, and then we go to this planet, meet this person, and then we meet another person, but then we go back to what this other person is doing, and it's just a lot of jumping back and forth. But I think once everyone comes together and the mission sort of begins 
and you they start to focus on what's actually happening, the movie really starts to take shape. And the third act of Rogue One, I think, is one of the best third acts in any Star Wars films. Okay. That's what I've heard. I've heard the ending is great. The ending is fantastic. And what I appreciate the most about Rogue One is that as sort of a Disney property movie, it does things that most Disney property movies do not do. Yeah. Um, I won't spoil too much if someone hasn't seen it or do you know what happens at the end oh uh, i somewhat i know that what you're saying is true yes i know something happens that you, yeah, normal you, audiences would be like what yeah so <laughs> it's the especially because like gareth edwards has a background in special effects so the dog fights at the end are incredible they're visually just stunning and really fun to watch uh, and he uses old unused footage from the original trilogy mm. um so they're like you see f- uh, X-wing fighters in their cockpits, but they're actually like it's footage from the seventies. Oh, so that's how they get like this whole little crossover between the universes. Um, yeah, I I very much enjoy Rogue One, and I think the more the movie goes on, the better it gets, which is ultimately a good thing, even if the beginning does mean it's the worst part. Yeah, um, I definitely like I would, I I think I watched it on a plane or something, and I would like. I was just like, what is the, like, I was just so bored yeah. with what was happening on screen. Matt Mickelson, though, he's there. He's is he good. in it? Yeah. I he's, don't know. he's literally in the first scene. Yeah. I don't remember it at all because okay. I was just like, what yeah. is, I didn't even care. Get through it. Get past that first act. And I guarantee you're going to have fun. Okay. Um, I gave it four stars on my rewatch. Uh, I like Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, this is a blanket statement. I like Star Wars. I like Star Wars. I like big butts. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. And I cannot lie. No big butts in Rogue One, though. Not really. Come on. Where are the uh, big butts? Yeah, we'll get them in Rise of Skywalker. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Um, Probably Kylo Ren's butt. I'm excited. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> and here's why I'm excited, because I did recently watch Marriage Story on the Netflix, and I won't big say butts. very much about Marriage Story, because we are going to do a full episode. Yeah, on. there you go, guys. We are officially doing a full episode. Yeah. I talked about this like th- three episodes ago or something. Yeah, confirmed. Like, I saw it a while ago. We'll do a full episode on Marriage Story. John, you saw it in theaters. I just watched it because it came out on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only thing I want to mention is a little bit embarrassing. Uh, Noah Baumbach, who directed this movie, he made a little mistake. <laughs> what <are you> um, doing? <laughs> uh, the resolution of this movie is not quite 16 by 9. It's not uh, yeah, quite no, it isn't. No. 16 by 9. It, there's yeah. little black bars. There's little there? black bars on my... I got my 4K TV. Yeah. There's little black bars on yeah. the side. So, you know, Noah, I get it. Like, <laughs> you know, just next time, make sure you check the camera settings before you start filming. <laughs> just know. a small mistake. Yeah, a little mistake. Uh, otherwise, Marriage Story, I really liked. Um, but, Come on, Noah. Yeah, you're yeah. you're a professional you, filmmaker. You've, you've looked at a TV before. You know what 16 by 9 is. <laughs> Come on. Come on. You talk to your DP. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, that movie was... I saw that on film. Mm-hmm. That was nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll talk about it more, though. Yes. And uh, the final movie, uh, before we get back to all your movies, uh, is, in fact, uh, A Christmas Prince, <laughs> The Royal Wedding. Uh, I was with some friends last night. We had watched The Christmas Prince a few years ago in 2017 when the first one came out. I did not realize that a the Christmas Prince cinematic universe was sort of like yeah. a yearly thing. Of course. So we missed the sequel, which is The Royal Wedding. Mm-hmm. Um which came out last year, and then now this year we do have Christmas Prince uh, Royal Baby, mm. which I have not yet seen, which I will, of course, complete the trilogy to watch. Yeah, uh, Christmas R- Prince the Royal Wedding is bad. <laughs> okay, uh, good to know. It is a bad movie. It is 
not even really about the wedding ultimately in fact it's not really about anything <laughs> okay, um, that's always a good movie this movie introduces a million plot threads and really doesn't cap any of them off in any meaningful way mm, so the opposite um, of knives out basically. yes <laughs> it's, it's like knives out in the first act in that there's a whole bunch of stuff to pay <laughs> attention to and then the movie just sort of meanders on for like an hour and a half and then it's oh they do get married oh, spoilers oh, yeah my, come on I mean, baby i thought they were going to there was literally never a question there's also a moment where the the one of the main conflicts is the the print the woman who's marrying the prince who's going to become the the queen princess yes she well no she would become the queen when she oh. marries the prince because the prince is now the king oh um, spoiler again Come yeah on. <laughs> uh sh- she's having this whole conflict because there are these people in the royal family or whatever who are like you have to act proper and do all the royal things classic and she's like no i want to write my blog and wear converse to my wedding no. and they're like no doesn't not- this movie already exist probably I I think the Princess Diaries too. Yeah, is, Princess Diaries isn't yeah. that supposed to be? Like well, a... she gets married in the second one. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Um, either way, uh, she, uh, the old mean lady calls the woman and the prince or the king into the room, and she was like, she the got photographed by the paparazzi, and it looks <laughs> like she's a floozy. And then it just cuts away, and the next scene is the prince being like. Oh yeah, I took the mean lady side instead of my fiance's <laughs> side, and now my fiance's mad at me. And I'm like, what? couldn't we just have seen that? Why do we have to hear this now in a separate scene? It was like they filmed it, and they're like, oh man, the prince really seems like a dick if you watch it happen. Oh. So we'll just have him tell you about it secondhand after it's happened. Dumb. Yeah. So watch The Christmas Prince, The Royal Wedding. Who um, wouldn't want to after this? It's a hoot and a half. <laughs> watch it with your friends. Nice. Um, yeah. Christmas Prince, Royal Wedding, yeah. and then you can move on to the third one. Yeah. Um, exciting. Mm-hmm. We might be watching the third one for our holiday special. There is, a, there is a chance. Our holiday special will feature a Netflix Christmas movie. Yeah. So be on the lookout for that. We've got a lot of good episodes. The month of December mm-hmm. is going to be December's jam-packed. going to be a good one. Mm-hmm. So get ready. Get ready for the holidays. Mm-hmm. Um, movies. I've saw more. Oh, God. Rush and Nebraska. This was a double feature for me on an airplane. Uh, okay. Rush was Ford v. Ferrari, but slightly better. Okay. That was the Ron Howard one? Yes. Okay. Um, it was very exciting, and this one was about... It's funny how this one's called Rush. The other one's called Ford v. Ferrari because this one's more about a rivalry than Ford v. Ferrari. Was. Wow. This one was about Nikki. If you if you know anything about racing, you probably heard the name like Nikki Lauda because he's one of the best racers of all time. And it's about him and his rival, Chris Hemsworth. Don't remember his name. Mm. Um, but I look whoever Chris Hemsworth plays looks exactly like Chris Hemsworth. It's crazy. <laughs> they, oh, really? It was super easy casting because it's oh, like, okay. oh, this guy looks exactly like Chris Hemsworth. I thought Hemsworth. you were saying like he looks exactly like Chris Hemsworth. I was like, yeah, because he's playing Chris that Hemsworth. Holy like, shit. Wow, that guy looks just like this Chris looks Hemsworth. just like Chris Hemsworth. Is this Chris Hemsworth on screen <laughs> yeah. right now? Um, no. The Yeah, whoever Chris Hemsworth played is apparently like his granddad because they look the same. Wow. Um. Yeah, good movie, good performances, fun movie. If you like sports, you'll like this movie because it's just about rivalries in mm. general. Um, and then Nebraska, movie about 
uh, old dude who thinks he's won a million dollars and they go back to his hometown and hilarity ensues. Yeah, I have seen Nebraska. It's a good movie. Yes, I gave it three and a half. I enjoyed it. It's Will Forte in one of his only like serious yes. roles ever. And Bob Odenkirk yes. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Bruce Dern plays yeah. the, the old boy. Um, not old boy the film. Yeah. Which is a great film. <laughs> a lot of good Derns out there. Yeah, a lot of good Derns. Two Derns I can think of. Laura and Bruce. Yes, the two Derns. <laughs> is is Laura's Bruce's daughter? There's a chance. There's definitely. She's I, definitely I the daughter of an actor, I think. Yeah, so it's got to be Bruce, right? Yeah, probably. I don't feel like looking it up. Bruce played a very good, confused old person. <laughs> yeah, he really did. <laughs> I liked it. Yeah, that was good acting. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I gave Rush three and a half. I guess I should say that. Right. Um, then I watched... Why don't you play in hell? And every time I text my girlfriend or someone that I just saw, why don't you play in hell? Because they'd be like, oh, what movie did you see? And then I would reply, why don't you play in hell? Oh. And then they would be like, what? Wow, you're an asshole, John. <laughs> How dare you? Um, but no, I saw a movie actually titled, why don't you play in hell? It's a Japanese film uh, directed by Sion Sono. You ever heard of this man? Nope. He started off as he's a Japanese filmmaker, obviously. Started off as a softcore porn director. Oh, sweet. And has moved on Just to softcore porn. I didn't know they had softcore porn in Japan. There's um it's called Roman porn in Japan. Oh. Ro- which stands for romance porn. Ah. Okay. Um, so he was a Roman porno director. Mm-hmm. He recently um there was like this, ro- they brought back, like Roman porn was like a big thing and then they stopped, like the oh. company who did it stopped. Wow. They brought it back and got a bunch of really famous Japanese directors to direct a romance softcore porn. so cool. We should do like, that in America right that now. That is the equivalent of like some of like Pornhub or something being yes. like Marty. Yes. Taika Waititi. Yes. Get on, get on the set. You are directing a softcore porn. Oh man, that would be so good. Um, so the pre- so the reason I mentioned this the, is the first, the only other movie I saw from this guy, which I didn't know until after the movie, until after Why Don't You Play in Hell, is called Anti Porno, which is a Rowan porn that is anti porn. Oh, neat. <laughs> um, yeah, which was I thought was a pretty good movie, pretty enjoyable, pretty trippy, lots mm-hmm. of twists. And then Why Don't You Play in Hell, I thought was even better. Um, wow. So it, one of this is how good it is. One of <laughs> the uh, main characters are a part of a their own production company mm-hmm. and they call themselves the Fuck Bombers. Oh, fuck. Yeah. That's and of such course, a good name. Every time they say it, they say it in English. They don't say it in Japanese. Oh, yes. So that's you just very... hear them say Fuck Bombers <laughs> all the time and yeah. like cheering. And that's like uh there's a basketball anime that my one friend really loves and the only episode I've ever seen uh there's one character who's supposed to be American and so he's not used to uh Japanese like lunchtime so they go to this one place to get lunch and all these people are swarming the thing and he screams this is Japanese lunchtime rush <laughs> oh my God. and I was like oh that's so good that's amazing this is Japanese lunchtime it rush. is it is <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, this movie's amazing. It starts off with like, it starts off, so it's like centered around this like toothpaste ad because one, the main character is a girl 
who when she was little like was the star of this toothpaste ad oh, okay. so everyone in the movie knows her from the toothpaste ad huh. because the jingle is so freaking catchy wow like it's so like i had it in my head the whole time i couldn't stop singing it because it's so catchy wow um but yeah that it, it's a great movie watch it mm-hmm. i think it's on something i can't remember but yeah watch this movie it's japanese but it's so much fun it's just a fun movie um, and then I guess yesterday was a big day for me for 2019 movies because I went to the Arclight to see two movies. Uh, first one was Honey Boy, the Shia LaBeouf movie. Mm-hmm. I was alone in a movie theater to watch this. The guy, the Arclight theater guy joked with me. He's like, I guess you could just go on your phone and stuff. There's no one else in here. And like, <laughs> because they usually have that whole spiel, like put your phones away, all that stuff. He's like, well, I don't know the point of telling you this because that's what you went on a Saturday, right? Um, oh, I went Friday, oh, two days okay. ago, two days okay. ago. It was Friday, like afternoon I went, so right, no one so was there. That would make more sense. Sorry about no that. Was there. Um, yeah, Honey Boy was good. I gave it four stars. Shia LaBeouf was so goddamn good in this film, yeah. but so was Lucas Hedges and so was Noah Jupe, who both of them tag team played, um, Shia LaBeouf, mm. whereas Shia LaBeouf played his dad. Yeah. Um, apparent also I watched an interview. Apparently Lucas Hedges is such a method actor that he kept like when he found out he was playing Shia LaBeouf he kept coming to Shia LaBeouf's house like raiding his closet and just like hanging out at Shia LaBeouf's house and Shia to the point where Shia said he's like yeah I just moved out of my house because he was coming to it so much I was what like you fuck? should just live here and then Lucas Hedges invited Noah Jupe to live with him as well so it was just Lucas Hedges and Noah Jupe <laughs> living in Shia living, LaBeouf's house living in Shia LaBeouf's mansion for like three weeks and Shia was like I'll just live in a motel because that's where my dad would live so, <laughs> that's so bizarre I know instead of being like what the fuck are you doing like leave my house he was like oh no they got the right idea <laughs> you can live here for three weeks no you guys are right I'll I'll go live in a shitty motel to get into character that'd be so funny if Lucas had just did that and then he like was awful or something yeah. he's just like I just want to live in your house <laughs> god that would be so wild but Lucas Hedges like legitimately sounded exactly like Shia LaBeouf huh. like that guy is actually a really good hat actor. Um, yeah, very good performances. Writing was pretty. It was like it was amateur. All right, um, but the performances carried it. And then I saw a Portrait of a Lady on Fire, and my oh, yeah. freaking god, um, this movie was so good. Was it on fire? Was it lit? It was on fire. This had a bunch of things. So. When BB saw Marriage Story and it started, you text me, you said, oh, this is such a John George ass movie. Yes. And I like want to make a list of what makes a John George ass movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Portrait of a Lady on Fire would also check a bunch of boxes. In that. Yeah. Foreign language. Yeah. Foreign language. Ladies. It, um, homosexual romance usually mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. I like those movies because yeah. there aren't too many of them. Um, any like cool imagery, like immediate, like. First of all, the title of this movie is one of my favorite titles of any movie. Portrait of a Lady on Fire is an awesome it's title. It's an interesting title. It's an awesome title. I like it a lot. Um, but I guess the only other thing I have to say about this movie is the one of the the lady behind me, Some this movie really struck a chord with her. Oh, okay. Because the entire last act, this woman, not she wasn't just tearing up. She was like crying, like oh, full no. out bawling. And I was like, oh my God, like... There's something in this movie that she could relate to so heavily. 
that like, it just cut to her core. Yeah. And I was like, geez. That's so uncomfortable. Uh, yeah. Um, wow. I was just like stunned. I was like, my God, this, wow. She really likes this film. Uh, but I also really like the film. And there's, there are like two or three scenes that I just want to rewatch over and over again mm-hmm. um, because they were just so brilliant and so awesome to watch. Um, if you've seen Call Me By Your Name, very similar premise and story mm-hmm. and um it's very close which one of these i think is better but um yeah good good film if you're into foreign language films go oh, watch man. um baby i also went on a tear looking up foreign language film facts oh okay on the oscars and uh can you guess which country has won the most best foreign language films at the oscars um I'm going to say France. They're in second. What? Who's in first? Italy. Italy. <laughs> Martin Scorsese. Martin Scorsese's homeland. Um, no, it's so Italy has won 14. France has won 12. Okay. And but France hasn't won one since 1992. Wow. Italy had so they were. T- France won the one in 1992 and took the lead over Italy 12 to 11. Since then, Italy has won three. France has done nothing. Wow. Pick uh, it up, France. France had the lead. You yeah. threw it away. But also, it's not looking good because they did not nominate Portrait of a Lady on Fire this year. They nominated mm. a movie called Les Mis that isn't another oh, remake. That is of not Les, Les, Les Miserables. Okay. It's a completely The different. movie is just called Les Mis? No, it's Les Miserables again. Oh, but it's a but different. But it has nothing to do with that film. That's it's so a bizarre. completely different film. That's really weird. That would be like if I made a movie and called it Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, no, 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 this is different. Guys, no, hold on. <laughs> no, no, it's not Star Wars. It's Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, um... I just look at okay. Can you guess how many wins South Korea has? BB zero. Can you guess how many nominations South Korea has? Zero. Yep. They hate South Korea. Um, South Korea deserves more, yeah. and they're probably going to get their first nomination this year, at least with Parasite. I can't imagine they wouldn't. Yeah, and most likely first win too. I think the only chance they had to not win was if Portrait of Lady on Fire was involved. Yeah, I think, and it's not. All right, but there is talk. There's still talk for Portrait to be Best Picture nom. That would be pretty crazy. Yeah, uh, but there are zero. I mean, everyone knows. Only eleven foreign language films have been nominated for Best Picture. Zero have won. Yeah. Well, how could they win? I don't speak that language. Yeah. They are a foreign language. I mean, that makes sense. I watched the film with no subtitles. Mm-hmm. I didn't understand what's yeah. happening. Yeah. Okay. Should we get into the Irish? Yeah. Movie? Speaking of subtitles, <laughs> here's my thing. I watch pretty much all of my movie and TV at home with subtitles on. Um, generally, just as like a volume thing, because like. A lot of movies will get really loud all of a sudden and then be super quiet when people are talking. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'll just keep it on a medium volume. And if they whisper talking, I can still read what they're saying. No yeah. problem. But The Irishman on Netflix, I put on my subtitles so I could hear everyone grumbling. And the subtitles were bad. <laughs> they were like wrong sometimes. Uh, there, some of them would like pop up for half a second and then disappear. And also, the Netflix subtitles in general, they're not the standard where it has the, like, 
translucent black background and then the white text on it. It's just white text with like a light drop shadow oh. or like an outer glow. It's so it's hard to read. It's sometimes. hard to read on like a light area if it's like sort of a white screen. Yeah, and so like. Marty, <laughs> whoever did the closed captions on this thing, like you guys should have watched it with the captions on. Yeah. Well, he was probably like, it's probably something he has where he's like, no, movies shouldn't have subtitles. Yeah, I'm, oh, that sounds like something you would believe. <laughs> movies shouldn't have subtitles. You should be able to hear it. Yeah. I don't want you to read my movie. But it was one of those things where I was like, I can clearly hear what they said, and it's not what's in the subtitles. So it there. upsets you. So yes. you're just like, that's not right. It's it wasn't right. Like I could still hear what they were saying, but like if I was hard of hearing or something, it just wouldn't I wouldn't be seeing the same thing. Yeah. So that's Netflix has got to figure that out. It also happened when I was watching Marriage Story a little bit, but not as bad. Okay. Um yeah. So, so maybe it's more of a Netflix problem than Marty or yeah. these directors. Maybe it's their job to I, do that. I always imagine that like when you make a movie, you just get someone to do the closed captions because closed captions are their own kind of file yeah. that you can like send out and put wherever. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. I wonder if Netflix was like, oh, no, we got a fuck, we got an algorithm or something that does it. Or like, no. well, that's maybe the thing it's like is, a YouTube situation. No, they were too good for it to have been like okay. automatically generated, but okay. they were too bad for someone to have like given a shit when they were doing them. Yeah. This thing, to me, it seems like a Netflix thing of both. Of well, them I'm stuff. sure it was cause Netflix pub, like produced yeah. this movie. Come on, Netflix. I, I don't think, you know, you have, you have good movies this year and you're going to do this to us. Yeah. So that was my first complaint about the Irishman. Okay. Um, this is non-spoiler Irishman stuff. So you yeah. can stay here if you haven't seen it yet. Mm-hmm. If you, I mean, I don't blame you if you haven't because it's long, it's a big investment. Yeah. Uh, but it is on Netflix. It is very easy to watch. So, you know, uh, it's easy to watch in that you can sit down and turn on Netflix and watch it. Yes, yes. Um, but yeah, so we want to give general impressions of the Irishman. Mm-hmm. Um, this is exciting because this is the first episode where we and BB have a disagreement. Basically. Yeah, I brought my knife just for this. Knives out. Yeah, took him out. Um, my general impressions are I enjoyed this film. So I'm on the good side, everybody. Root for me. Oh, okay. <laughs> I see how it is. Um, yeah, I enjoyed this film a ton. It's um, it's so not only is it three and a half hours long, but it's a slow film and it's different from if you go into this and you're thinking another one of these films from Scorsese, come on. Yeah, it's very different from his other ones. Um, the the tone is different and you might be, it might be detrimental to you to say, Oh, it's going to be like Goodfellas because yes, because it is too. not, it is not like Goodfellas. It is the opposite of Goodfellas, mm-hmm. which is my, where my praise of it comes from. Um, because I think if it was another Goodfellas, it would have been fun and all dandy, but it wouldn't have separated itself from Goodfellas or these other, cause there's tons of mob movies. Most of them directed by Martin Scorsese. Um, and to make one like this, it doesn't exist too much. I don't think it exists at all. Basically, this yeah slow, that's, that's burning, fair to say, somber toned mafia movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So I would also say uh, there are not really any movies like this as far as the mob genre goes, and maybe that's for a reason. Everybody, <laughs> oh, um, I just like I don't want to. I didn't hate this movie. Um, I don't think it's bad. Like it's competently made. Um, and I think there's definitely some fun writing in it. Uh, 
my main complaint, and I know this is probably a really tired point, is that it was too long. Mm-hmm. I can't. I just can't imagine anyone watching this movie and coming out at the other end and saying that had to be three and a half hours. Yeah, there is no way in the world that it couldn't have been three and a half hours because it was so long. Yeah, I watched it all in one sitting, and I, there were just scenes I felt that like dragged. I just got I just got tired of everyone talking to each other at a certain point. Mm. And there were a few scenes of action and not that like a movie needs action to be a good movie, but it just felt so slowly paced and basically every hour like this was an accident honestly. Like I would check I would like hit the little button on my phone to see like how much time was left in the movie cuz I was like okay, like, I feel like I've been here for four years. Like, <laughs> this has got to be done soon, right? And I turn it on, and it would show an hour has passed, and I'm like, oh, wait, there's still two and a half hours left. That's a whole movie. <laughs> that's the running time for a whole movie. That's The Departed. Yeah. And then I, you know, another hour went by, and I turn it on, I'm like, there's still an hour and a half left? That's right. a whole movie. <laughs> I will say, my friend is very upset at me because... Uh, for years, I've been like, The Departed, that's too long. I'd, mm-hmm. I'll watch that later. Yeah. And he's been telling me to watch it for a very long time. And then he found out I watched The Irishman. He's like, are you kidding me? That's a whole <laughs> nother hour longer. Yeah. And you watched it. <laughs> it was just like, it, it was weird to me because it didn't necessarily feel like it was really about something. It it felt like a slice of life almost, but it's it's it was his whole life. Mm-hmm. So like... <laughs> Yeah. It's like if I was like, oh, give me a slice of cake and you cut out a piece of the cake and then handed me the rest of the cake. Yeah, this is like so this is like the opposite of the tree of life, the tree of life, the the <laughs> the setup to the characters is the creation of the yes. universe. Yes. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, that's the true prequel. Mm-hmm. That's the true backstory of every character is the Big Bang Theory. Right. Yep. yep. Um, this is the opposite where it's like, you know. You know those characters in movies? What if we showed you the rest of yeah. their life? What if what if we start in this man's 20s and we show you in real time his whole life <laughs> yeah. up until his old grandpa like retirement home age? Yeah, it's one of those movies. Uh, and so I was like I, I, there were moments in the movie where I'm like I'm fine now. I get it. Yeah. We can be done and yeah. it just kept going. I think the so I agree that I don't I liked how long it was, but I don't think I could argue that it was necessary. Yeah. Like I think I think they easily could have cut out. I think the ending, I think when he's old is super important, but I think somewhere in the middle you could have taken some chunks out. Yeah. I think I think taking it I really liked taking it to his full life. Um because I think the ending was super important to the meaning of the film yeah i would agree because like the ending is ultimately what the movie is about yeah but the fact that multiple multiple times in the movie i was just going okay i get it okay (laughs) he can be old now (laughs) he can be old now. yeah it's like yep i i understand marty we there's still what could possibly be in the next hour between this and him being old yeah that is necessary it's just like i liked it being long because it's then it's just epic in scope i think yeah so i like the feeling of it being epic yeah or just like an epic <laughs> this movie being described as epic though is epic. just like all right yeah <laughs> it's not it's epic. not epic in itself an epic like it's a an epic tale type thing i like do want to see a super or a cut like a trailer now where there's like really loud or orchestral epic music Check. in the 
the background. The epic film. The and most epic film of the year. It's Joe Pesci like hobbling around with a walker. <laughs> um anything and do i have anything i think a lot of things i could say generally about this movie and i don't know how many spoilers are in this movie really i would say like one more general bit is that it did very much to me feel like martin marty and his friends like last hurrah it was like well we we can do this we can make the three and a half hour movie and just sort of hang out and shoot this thing and whatever because it's just like it's joe pesci uh, Robert De Niro and Al Pacino and Martin actually, Scorsese. And actually his first film with Al Pacino, which is crazy. This like is, you would expect like Al yeah. Pacino, Martin Scorsese are like the same person. This is mind. essentially like the big boy version of grownups. <laughs> <laughs> this is, you know how like Adam Sandler makes grownups as an excuse to just hang out with his friends and make a movie. Yeah, I guess <laughs> this is what, that's my analogy. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, I guess so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, yeah, a little Grown Ups 2 is uh, the worst movie I've ever seen. Yes. I don't think this is anywhere close to that. Well, no, it's in, in theming alone, in tone yeah. alone is... Uh, I guess so. Because um, maybe Adam, maybe, maybe Grown Ups 3 will be when Adam Sandler is Martin Scorsese old. Oh, and yeah. And Kevin James is that old, and they all get back together okay, one wait, last time. Actually, this is hitting me. Let me pitch you a movie real okay. quick. Adam Sandler, he gets his Oscar for Uncut Gems. He's finally done Oh, it. my God. That'd be awesome um, if he did. He... He he ages a hundred years. We're in the future. Uh, he's super old. Uh, Kevin James, Chris Rock, everyone's super old, and they decide to make their Irishman. Essentially, the movie is um, it's all these dudes who are super old now, but they've spent their whole life being in horrible, terrible comedy yes. movies, and they're trying to like have their final redemption as old people and like win the Oscar. And so that's Kevin James is like. I'm so sick of falling on my butt on screen. <laughs> I want to do something that means something. Oh God. And the final shot is is Kevin James. <laughs> like oh here it is. He's he's in like a retirement home. He's walking down the hallway. He sees a banana peel on the floor. Oh. And he just makes eye contact with the banana peel and then it cuts. Oh, that's brilliant. Is he gonna slip on the oh banana my peel? Oh god, is he a funny man? Or is he gonna walk past the banana peel? <laughs> is he gonna leave that behind him? <laughs> That's the movie I'm pitching. <laughs> I can't can, wait. That's going to be three. five hours long. Wow. Five hour long. Yeah. It's going to be like funny people, like a movie where it's like, I'm mm-hmm. sick of making comedy. Yeah. I'm yeah. a funny person and I'm depressed. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, that'll be great. Mm-hmm. I can't wait for that. Honestly. Yep. <laughs> that'll be good. I guarantee Adam Sandler is going to do some weird thing when he's old where he's like, I want to make another movie. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, and it's going to be with Kevin James, and mm. they're both going to be old grandpas making <laughs> making fart making jokes. Fart, yep. <laughs> oh God. And, and, oh, that'd be so good because there'd just be like a generational gap. All the like kids and their family are like, I don't like you, Uncle Adam. <laughs> or something. <laughs> I, it's not funny. Like, what's the joke? Uh, he fell over. Yeah, like, this isn't funny. He's old, so now I'm worried about him. And they're all laughing at Jake Paul. He's like, "What's this Jake Paul got that I don't?" <laughs> he's he's got muscles and he dabs. <laughs> uh, yeah, great review of the Irishman so far from us. Yep. Um. So let's get into spoilers. My suggestion is watch it. I liked it a lot. BB's is. It's not worth your time, right? Yeah, it's like... Because that is a lot of time. It's a lot of time to dedicate, and I I don't want to say don't watch it. I watched it. (laughs) You know, what what would it have been for if I watched that whole thing? Yeah. 
it's like if you're into that kind of stuff, I'd say it's worth checking out. There are good moments. If I would re- highly, highly recommend breaking it up. Don't watch it in one sitting like I did. Oh yeah, I watched it in two sittings. Um, but yeah, it's it's just so it's such a drag. <laughs> yeah. At least I think so. Um, I imagine. I mean, if you're listening, you're probably gonna watch this eventually because yeah. honestly, it. It seems very. I don't know who else is going to win Best Picture. Maybe Marriage Story. Like it's this is leading by a lot. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. This is just looking like it's going to do it. I don't know. I. So, I definitely think there are better movies this year that could. I I even agree with take you. A, so take Best Picture. I yeah. I mean you know I I'm telling you guys I liked this movie. I do think there are. Um, I don't know where it is on my rankings right now, but I, there are at least five or six movies that I have above mm-hmm. this in my rankings. Yeah. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised to see this take it. Uh, like, I don't know. I would love personally, I would love to see marriage story. I want to see lighthouse there somewhere. Mm-hmm. I want to see, um, parasite possibly take it. Like yeah. there are movies that I would be more excited about seeing take it. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, because honestly I like Marty, but he's gotten his love from, yeah. from the Oscars already. Yeah. Um, so it'd be nice to see Noah Baumbach or even like a Korean director. Like that'd be awesome. Yeah. Um, let's get into spoilers, I guess. Okay. Um, so I was talking with my friend, the same person who is upset at me for not watching the departed, um, about the Irishman. And I think like, just like talking to him made me realize my favorite parts of this movie were, um, because there was, as you mentioned, there were, there was action in the movie, Mm -hmm. but I think my favorite part was that it was all super abrupt action. It was very understated. It was like, cause my mom got jump scared every single time there was like a gunshot or any action. She was like, it was like out of nowhere kind of. Mm -hmm. And I like that just sort of defined, like this whole movie was just like the op, like in Goodfellas when there's action, it's like, this is badass action Mm. or like, this is super cool. I want to be in the mafia. Yeah. But this one was like, uh Oh, Frank has to kill another person or like, yeah, no. it's the. I did kind of appreciate that every time they had to do a kill because he is a hitman. Ultimately, mm-hmm. that becomes like a little unclear for me at a certain point because um, he's so old. I'm like, is he still a hitman? <laughs> or like, even at first, he like didn't want to be hitman. I feel like, but he's like, well, I got to do it. Yeah. Well, we'll get into the general plot that I don't understand a lot of. It. Um, <laughs> but yeah, every time he has to kill someone, it's just the gun gets pulled out, pops him in the head, shoots him once on the ground and walks away. Yep. And the gunshots are like never too loud. Um, they don't bask in it at all. It's just, it's pro- it's like how it would happen. You walk up to someone, you shoot them and you get out of there. Mm-hmm. You throw your gun in the fucking river. Yeah. I mean, especially the last kill on Jimmy Hoffa, who's his friend mm-hmm. at this point, like yeah. good friend. Like you're like the whole lead up to that moment is so long and like, they, oh my God, don't even get me started that on I'm, the fish. But I'm sitting there. Um, I love the fish. My grandma also didn't like the fish. <laughs> um, first of all, I do want to mention my grandma saw this movie not knowing in theaters. Oh, my by God. The way, uh, two weeks before it came out, not knowing it was three and a half hours. Oh, no. She came out, still didn't know it was three and a half hours. Like, wow. she really liked this movie wow. to the point where she was like, like, my mom had to say, oh, that movie's three and a half hours. That's a lot. And she was like, what? It was three and a half hours? <laughs> wow. Like, that's crazy, right? Wow. Your grandma, well, she's lived a whole life. Yeah. Three and a half hours is nothing to her. Um, She saw it in theaters, legitimately didn't even notice. Huh. That's weird, huh? Yeah, that is very weird. <laughs> um. Yeah, she but she also complained about the fish scene. She was like, she was like, why are they talking about fish? This is not 
I don't like it. Yeah. Um, but no, I, what I was saying is the whole thing's so long that it had me thinking like, like my thoughts were all over the place because I had a lot of time to think, is he going to do it? Because mm-hmm. I thought, oh no, he's, this is the part where he, where he like turns, where he turns on the mafia kind of. No way. Nope. <laughs> I didn't think that at all. Oh really? Yeah. I was like, is he going to do it yet? Oh. <laughs> Cause it was Joe Pesci who told him to do it. And I, yeah. I feel like that was the strongest bond in the whole movie. Oh, well I thought, I thought I Definitely thought it was him and Jimmy. Oh, yeah? Like, I think he was more friends with Jimmy. I than, don't know. I think Joe. it's just because I like Joe Pesci better. I do like Joe, but because that, because Jimmy Hoffa's, he's a dick. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> he's annoying. But I did like that he was like, because they were like, they had the whole scene where everyone's like, it is what it is. And then mm-hmm. he like comes up to Jimmy Hoffa and was like, it is what it is. It is what it is. Like, and like a normal person would, or a normal mafia person would be like, oh, I'm dead. But Jimmy Hoffa's like, Fuck you! Fuck these people! And he just talks his mouth off mm-hmm. to all these mafia people. He's obviously gonna die. Yeah, because he just won't shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he's he's just a talker. Uh, obviously, Joe Pesci's character is more likable. Jimmy Hoffa, like notoriously, yeah. kind of an annoying person. Well, that was like the uh, the sort of weird dichotomy of Joe Pesci because he was the mob guy. You know, Frank's daughter was always super scared of him and Joe Pesci, but she loved Jimmy Hoffa because mm-hmm. he was like a nice, because that's the thing is he was a generally nice dude to the public and the people he worked with, but he was like a dick when it came to the, all the crime stuff that yeah. they were doing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I definitely thought Frank liked Jimmy Hoffa a little bit more than Frank or than Joe Pesci. And mm-hmm. I think he was super annoyed that he was going to have to like it seemed like he was yeah, just well, like he was I don't like basically this. tricked into going yeah. all the way there like he just seems so depressed mm-hmm. that he was going to have to do this yeah to the point where i was like okay this could be the part where he's just like screw everyone else yeah i i was more on like i was my big <laughs> wonder when we finally got there was are are we going to have a scene where you know Frank is holding up the gun at Jimmy and they have an exchange and it's like, nope. is this really what you want to do? You cocksucker. And <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, I got to do it for the mob. And no, he just, they walk into the house, he closes the door and he shoots him in the Which head. So this movie. Yeah. Um, and that was the thing is when it happened, I was like, yeah, that, that tracks. That is how <laughs> yeah. the rest of the movie was. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's like, it's one of those movies where like a normal film, like Mr. Like your knowledge of film misdirects you almost. Mm-hmm. Cause you're like, in a normal film, this is the big moment. Yeah, when they have the exchange and yeah. they're like they're you know big conflict about like I have to kill you, but you don't have to kill me. Yeah, but so. in this movie, that's not the big. <laughs> it is the big moment, but it what like it's like nope, this is just another hit. Yeah, that's the thing. Like that kill happens, and I think there's still like a half hour left. The resolution is the big moment. Like yeah, the, the stru- if you know classic plot structure like the structure is like third act is like that whole lead up to that and then it's just like resolution for like 30 minutes mm-hmm. um, which like it's ar- like it, it's arguably the my it's my one of my favorite parts of the movie because it's just like it is the point of the movie which is like which is I did all these bad things and now no one's here for me at this yeah it, it was very much just sort of like the the repercussions of a life misspent it was just he was the last mob guy and it wasn't because he did anything right or wrong it was just he was in the mob mm-hmm. and he was the lucky one like he was just can somehow manage to outlive everyone and now he's the last one alive yep basically um 
I mean, and he, I mean, out of everyone, Frank was like the one that just never stirred the pot. He would always do what he was told. And mm-hmm. I will say one hits. thing I really liked about the movie was when they introduced every character, it would show the date of their death and how they died. Yeah, I like that too. Um, I really like that. And then you actually see some of it, uh, a few of the guys, how they die because Frank kills some of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I really liked the one dude, uh, Tony Pro's friend, when Tony Pro gets arrested and he's like, hey, what's going on? And it says his name and it says, well liked, died of old age. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> go that guy. Just died of old age. Yeah. People like that guy. People liked him and he died of old age. And I was like, nice. Yes. At least one, because literally every other character in the movie Dives. was like, shot in the back in an alley, shot three times in the face, yeah. you know, strangled to death. I mean, and that's a good way to introduce characters. He's like, oh, mm-hmm. this guy did something to betray someone. Yeah, you get that's what the movie's trying to say at that point. Yeah. Like, you get messed up, you get tied up in the stuff, and it's not going to end well for you. Yeah, basically. Um, but Frank and Joe Pesci's character both die of old age, too. Mm-hmm. So, Russell Buffalino. Oh, yeah. yeah, I also should mention, my family legitimately knows Bill Buffalino. Ray Romano's character. They know him like in real life? Yes. How, what's that connection? Um, so my family, if I haven't mentioned on this before, is Italian. Uh, I've ha- I have Italian heritage. Mm-hmm. And Bill Buffalino is the grandfather of of some the grandfather of someone the great grandfather of someone who played baseball with my brother. Oh. Um and is a, that family they're family friends with us. Oh. And my grandma was around during the times of these movies and she was aware of the marriage that happens towards the end of the movie. Oh, she like, no, she wasn't invited, but she knew it was happening because it takes place in Detroit. That's where I'm from. Yep. Um, so she knew, she knew the people involved and she knew it was happening, but she wasn't close enough to be invited to it. Mm -hmm. Um, so a lot of these people, (laughs) um, yeah, my family like know of or have met before. Yeah, well, that's well. Don't hang out with them. Yeah, don't associate with those people. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying not to. Um, but. Although, shout out to Ray Romano. I was very happy when I saw him because I didn't know he was in this movie. Yeah, I very much like Ray Romano. I was happy when, of course, Jesse Plemons was in this movie because I loved. Jesse oh, that's Plemons. right, he is. He's the fish dude. dude. He is the fish. He's the son of. He's Jimmy's son, right? Also, yeah. Little does he know he's he's driving people to kill his dad. Yeah. And little does he know about fish, apparently. <laughs> He's like, he I don't know. <laughs> literally nothing about any fish. Honestly, I would also be, and I know nothing about fish either. I'd probably be the same way. I wouldn't I, ask see, what type of fish. here's the thing is you would have been Jesse Plemons. I would have been the fucking other guy. Oh, like, yeah. What the fuck do you mean you got a fish? You can't just go to the store and ask for a fish. <laughs> well, he was like picking it up for someone else. Like someone yeah. else had ordered it. So he was like, I'm picking up for this guy. Like, and I'm getting it. And here's the thing is like, <laughs> I was getting annoyed because I was on the other dude's side. Okay. And I, but I was at the same time thinking like, there's got to be some significance to this, right? But there isn't because Something he's just about an idiot. The fish. Yeah. Because <laughs> my friend also, the same friend who hates me for the part, was texting me. He's like, no, like he was definitely in on like something was happening behind the scenes with him. And I was like, no, I think he's just dumb and didn't know. Well, yeah, my immediate assumption was that, you know, the back seat was wet and he was like, oh, it's wet because I have a fish back there. But it was like, I was like, oh, well, maybe they killed someone and it's like blood, but he can't say that. Yeah. Um, and I did like the callback where uh, the guy's saying, oh, Frank, get in the front seat. You can sit in the front seat. Don't sit on the wet back seat. And Frank's like, no, I sit in the back seat, <laughs> yeah. which was a good callback because that same dude strangled someone to death from the back seat. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, yeah, Frank knows what he's doing. Yeah. 
Um, but I was also like, when is this wet spot in the back seat going to become important? Like, what is, it didn't, it what's the twist on that? It was just fish. It was just they a just fish talked about sub, fish. Sub talk. <laughs> it was like 15 minutes. I liked it because Jesse Plemons character was also had the same <laughs> upset tone when he was, he was like, I don't want to talk about this. Yeah. I don't know what fish it was. Well, it, that's what made it even more suspicious because yeah. I was like, oh, he's like clearly, I thought he was trying to riff and be like, don't talk about the dead body. Don't talk about the uh, and be like, oh no, no, it was just a fish. It was just a fish. Yeah. Uh, what else do you need to know? I mean, that's a yeah. I don't. <laughs> that's what I thought too. I guess but that's it was just the point. Fish. Yeah, it was just so it was like I I don't know. I think it was supposed to like signify that that Jesse Plemons is not like his dad, Jimmy Hoffa. Yeah. Um, I did something to my headphones. Oh no. Um, I might just have to take off my headphones because it's super annoying. That's too. fine. All right. Uh, I, I fixed it. Okay, sweet. Pretty sick. Nice. Um, yeah, I think it was just supposed to signify, like, yeah, this guy's a buffoon. Clearly. And, yeah. And I think it was also supposed to tell us, like, he... Like, I feel like if he had killed someone, it was, it was more likely, like, he knew what he was driving his dad to, or he was, like... Yeah. Wise to what was happening. Here's the thing, Jesse Plemons. He does know if it's a gun, you charge, and if it's a knife, you run away. Oh, uh, he yes. did learn that. That was also a weird scene. That was funny. It was very funny. <laughs> Once it resolved, I like I couldn't understand what was totally happening there. Was that like that was the real trial, and someone tried to kill him? Yeah, and their gun just jammed. Um. Yes, I think that's what happened. Yeah, because obviously nothing fired because yeah. he lived. So and it Jimmy was. Hoffa was just so excited he was still alive. Yeah, was he was like, like, "That's my boy." <laughs> yep. It's a gun you charge. And I was like, "That's good advice," but also a little bit of a ripoff of the Dark Knight. Don't want to get too far into it. Oh, but, what part of the Dark Knight? Um, there is the scene in the Dark Knight uh, when uh, one of the Falcone family members is on trial, and he pulls out a gun and tries to shoot Harvey Dent. Um, I forget what he says, but he starts pulling the trigger and the gun doesn't fire. Uh, Harvey punches the dude in the face and disassembles the uh, gun. Remember? And he's yeah. like, if you're going to try and kill a public servant, Mr. Falcone, I suggest you buy American. He puts the gun <laughs> down and the courtroom erupts into applause. Of course. And I'm like, yeah, that was pretty similar. Yeah. I wonder if that actually happened to Jimmy Hoff because I wouldn't did. be surprised. Yeah. Um, but the Dark Knight did do it better. Yeah. If uh, if we're being real. Oh, uh, really? I would I say I think so. it's pretty close. I think both of them are pretty nah, good scenes. Nah, would you, Here's the thing. Could you imagine if Harvey Dent had been like, if it's a gun, you charge. I mean, that's why it was great. Jimmy Hoffa's not Harvey Dent. Yeah. Jimmy Hoffa is like Harvey Dent's like the perfect political guy where mm. he's just like, that guy's Mr. Perfect. Where Jimmy Hoffa's like, I'm a, I'm, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> fuck <laughs> you. I'm a Al Pacino. Um, yeah. <laughs> where I think if I think it both fit their characters pretty well. No, it definitely fit their characters. I just prefer the Dark Knight version. Yeah, I guess so. Um, I do like. And it was funny that Jimmy, or it's funny that Jesse Plemons doesn't say a word yeah. <laughs> until that fish scene. He has no idea. <laughs> yeah. Um, he doesn't have a single line. Mm-hmm. Um, Should we talk about the plot of this movie at all? If you want. Do you want to like? We usually go through the plot. I there's no point for this one because we'll be here for the next year. It's just a. It's not a plot as much as it is is, is like a life. <laughs> it's, it's a bunch of things happen. Yeah, it's like his life. Yeah. So, I'll I'll talk about some things I was confused about. Okay. I tried to pay as much attention as I could. I'm gonna be honest. I zoned out a few times. Yeah, makes sense. So, they uh, first of all, actually, first before we even do the plot, Robert De Niro looks old this whole movie. They definitely did some work on his face with computers. 
he still looks like old Robert De Niro the whole yeah. time. I mean, I thought so. I thought the youngest we saw him, he was still pretty old. That's but what maybe I, I got maybe that to. was just because the de aging wasn't that good. It was because like I couldn't really get together because the youngest we see him is when he was in the war. Yeah, and yeah. if you're fighting in World War II, you're probably like in your twenties, right? We don't see his face too much in that scene, do we? We see it a little. We see it enough. Yeah, where it's like that's it's probably twenties. That's Robert De Niro. He just has fewer wrinkles, and yeah. that's not what Robert De Niro in his twenties looked like. Here, I'm gonna look up Frank Sheeran to see how when he was born. Yeah, Maybe that'll help. Um, but yeah, so and then we get to him driving the meat truck, and Joe Pesci helps him fix the meat truck. And I was, it was just strange to me because he was in a bar and some guy was there. It wasn't Jimmy, was it? It was, it was um, some mobster guy. Yeah. So that was, um, was that Hari Keitel's character? I can't remember because it was a mobster guy who ultimately yeah, like, so knew Joe Pesci. It was, yeah. So Joe, I think Joe Pesci eventually replaced this dude. Yeah. I don't know what happened. I can't remember what happened. Did something it was, happen to him or did he just die? I genuinely and, don't remember. All I remember is Robert De Niro just walks up to him and he's like, hey, you want meat? I can get you some free ass meat. Oh, yeah. And he's like, all right. But it's I was because like, someone at the bar was like, that guy likes meat or something, right? He was yeah. like, that guy likes, see him? He likes steak. For, for whatever reason, it just felt weird that Robert De Niro would just do that. Yeah, I don't know. Like, just walk up and be like, you know what? I'm going to offer this man I've never met before some free steak out of my truck. It's I'm the gonna, olden like, days, you know? Embezzle, like, <laughs> steal cow meat from my company and pay off all the fucking yeah. dudes to get this dude more steak. And I, then he's just in the mob now. Yeah, I guess so. I was like, that's that was so fast. Yeah. I mean, maybe he just want Frank Sheeran. Maybe he just wanted to make a lot of cash. Yeah, I don't know. And then like that's a testament to fucking uh, a testament to like how uh, what am I trying to say? Like how ballsy he is. Yeah, he was. He's ballsy, but like quiet. That's what it is. It's how likable he is, because if someone walked up to me while I was having dinner with my friends and was like, you like steak? I can get you more steak. I'd be like, who the fuck are you? Go away. <laughs> Why are you talking to me about steak? But this guy likes steak so much. He yeah. was like, I do want steak. Yes. Free steak from your truck, sir. Yeah. So that was weird to me. Um, yeah. I'm, I like steak a lot, too. Mm-hmm. If someone came up to me and wanted steak. But if, like, if someone who looked like Robert De Niro came up to me and was old. And he's and like, offering you crime steak yeah. too. It's illegal steak. Yeah, is he was the like, thing. I'll, I'll, st- I'll get you steak for free. But yeah, I'm stealing it. Yeah, <laughs> I'd be like, am I gonna get in trouble if I if yeah. they find out I ate the steak? Like, what's gonna happen? And then this guy's a mobster, so clearly he's fine with crime. But it just seems like such a messy. Like but he just wants steak. Yeah, really bad. Uh, let me put my fucking. Let me add another crime to my list of many because crimes. Because I want steak. Because I want some more steak. I want some <laughs> yummy, yummy steak. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe in the 40s, they love steak I that mean, much. I mean, it was a different time, clearly. It was probably a, more of a commodity to get steak. It was probably harder oh, to get yeah, steak. Oh, yeah, definitely, then. for sure. Um, so that maybe that... Uh, Frank Sharon was born in ni- or 1920. Okay. And this movie mostly took place in like the 50s, 60s? I think it was the 60s was the majority of it. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, it says Pennsylvania, 1956 was when the movie started. Or it's probably when most of it took place, I guess. Mm. Um, what else? What, what else about the plot? What else about the plot? He leaves his wife with like an offhanded comment, which I thought was like 
kind of funny, but also very. It was like the killings in all in this movie was the same <laughs> so as the abrupt. divorce. Yeah. Was he like sees the waitress and he's like, yeah, and then I left my wife. <laughs> I got a new wife. <laughs> That's a hot girl. Yeah, I'm got moving him. on. Yeah, and um, I know there were some complaints that Anna Paquin's character like barely spoke at all the whole time. Which one was she? She was the daughter. Oh, yeah. She played the older version of the daughter. Oh, uh, yes, yes. Um, which Robert De Niro was fine with, and I'm going to be honest, I think I'm also fine with. I think it works for her character just because she was the most innocent one. Yeah. And she was also the most disconnected from Frank. Yeah. But uh, there was a... Because there was a scene where I think... Well, their their relationship was very quiet in general because she was scared. Like, she yeah. didn't... I don't think I wouldn't say scared. She just didn't like Robert De Niro. Well, she, she like, I'd say reasonably scared of him. Oh, yeah. She also hated him. Like, yeah. Because he beat that dude up at the grocery yeah, store. Which is like. And then he killed the one of his friends that she liked. Yeah. Um, because there's a whole scene where it's after the grocery store thing where she I think she's eating cereal and he's like looking at her weird. Mm-hmm. And then. I think it's after Jimmy dies, he's eating cereal and she like comes in. I think it's before Jimmy. I think it's someone oh, it's else. some other else. Okay. Because Jimmy's the very, very okay, last yeah, one. Yeah. Um, because he's eating cereal and she walks in and is like mm. super disappointed in her in him. Yeah. Um, so there's a little <laughs> cereal exta- exchanges there. Yeah. Some daughter, father. The classic cinematic cereal exchange. Yes. Yeah. Um, but that relationship's like another huge one, obviously, mm-hmm. for for Frank Sheeran because that, that was the one that met, I think that's the one he wanted the most because he was like, my daughter, my own daughter hates me. Yeah. And no one's here. I'm dying. Mm-hmm. No one's here to. Yeah. To well, his me. other daughters seemed okay with him. Didn't they not okay enough to be at the, the retirement home? Yeah, ever. I guess so. Um, because she was all, cause he had a conversation with his other daughter about Peggy, mm-hmm. which is the daughter that hates him. Yeah. And she was like defending Peggy. Like, well, you're a, you're a dick basically. Yeah. Like, yeah there's good reason she doesn't want to talk to you. Mm-hmm. Um, so it seemed like he, he was still able to talk to his other daughters, but it seemed like her, his other daughters also didn't like him. So mm-hmm. because there was that whole scene too, um, where, yeah, one of the, I can't remember that was, that was near the cereal eating scene too, where they're seeing on TV that someone died yeah. that, that Frank killed mm-hmm. and Frank knows about it. It might've been the restaurant one. Yeah, I think it was the the one where he had two guns and he was blasting yeah. with both. This movie has a lot of always sunny analogs, uh, that being one of them. <laughs> Blast where because Frank has the two guns. Oh, and they're both named Frank. That's yeah, the other thing. Yeah. So anyway, I started blasting. <laughs> yeah. He's shooting his two guns. Yeah, that was the one where they killed the uh, the person in the restaurant. Yeah, who was Jimmy Hoffa's opponent, maybe or something. Yeah, it was one of the like guys running for president or something yeah. of the union. Um. So he just walked in there and yeah, shot that was him. the one that wasn't that abrupt. That was the one that was actually that felt had, more badass. It didn't feel badass at all. He <laughs> murdered that man in front of his children. Yeah, but it felt more like akin to other kill, other killing, yeah. like Goodfellas of Goodfellas killing than an Irishman killing. It's also insane to me that I guess during this time period you could just do that and get away with it. Yeah, because uh, <laughs> I guess forensics no cam- hadn't not as many cameras. Yeah, no. like yeah. yeah. 
every person he kills, he's like not wearing a mask. Like he's not throws his gun in the same river yeah, every in time. the same spot. <laughs> yep. Just shoots him one and done. The yep. only requirement is that he had to buy like a new gun every time. This is why the mob barely exists anymore. Yeah. <laughs> because you, you can't do that anymore. Yeah. You can't, you like straight up just cannot shoot a man in a restaurant anymore. And, and, and yeah, I'm sick of it. It's like, oh, uh, yeah, come on. Come on, America. The millennials are killing the shooting people in restaurants industry. I'm sick of it. I, I want to be able to get away with killing my political opponent in a restaurant mm, and mm. just walking right away. Yeah. I was also surprised about how much of this movie was about unions. I didn't expect that. Yeah, it was. Um, because of Hoffa mainly, I guess. Yeah, well, it was just because like Frank became a union like chapter member yeah, or did. like the president of a local chapter. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, wait. And that was one of the parts that also confused me. I was like, when does he stop being a hitman? Because he's working for all <laughs> these dudes. But he's also, like, well-liked. He's hanging out with all the high-up members of the mob. Like, he is the he is a high-up at some point. Yeah. But they're still, like, giving him But they're like, hit, yeah, no, you, go, you still go kill. Yeah. We can't find some other kid. No one else has come up and offered us free meat yet. Yeah. So you have to continue to be our hitman. I mean, that's the part. I think that's another part where Frank is like, I'm like, especially with the Jimmy part, because he's Mm -hmm. like, I'm like still I'm here getting an award. Like he's it was at a place where he's getting an award. Mm -hmm. Like people are he's being good at being a union man. Yeah. Like he's getting an award. He's clearly like he's a he's he's a great person. And he at this point award ceremony he's being told by joe pesci like oh yeah i gotta kill like one of your best friends mm-hmm. yeah is, is that when he gives it is him the what ring. it is yeah yeah he gives him the ring and then he's like oh yeah by the way it is yeah. what it is only three people in the world have this ring and only one of them <laughs> is irish and i looked at my tv and i said is he though <laughs> is one of them irish I, I i'm not know. convinced i'm not even a little bit convinced yeah oh yeah what about the title because <laughs> Yeah, because the title screen is not the Irishman. So in the Irishman, the words like the Irishman appear on screen once and the title I heard you paint houses appears twice. Mm -hmm. So my guess is that Martin Scorsese wanted to just name the movie after the book. I heard you paint houses. Yeah. And Netflix is like, no one's going to go fucking see a movie called I I heard heard you you paint paint houses. houses. (laughs) Call it the Irishman. That's interesting and fun. Honestly, at I least would it's love. easy to say. Yeah, I, I would like. I like. I like weird. T- as you can hear from Portrait of a Lady on Fire, <laughs> I think I would also like. I heard you paint houses. Yeah, I also prefer. I heard you paint houses yeah. because, like, him being Irish has nothing to do with anything. Yeah, not even a little bit. Yeah, I guess. It, well, especially it had a lot to do. It was important in real life, but it wasn't. They didn't make it important in the movie. Yeah. Because it is, I mean, back in the day, especially Italian people are like, I'm an Italian. I hate yeah. other countries mm-hmm. in general, basically. Yeah. I don't think they like Irish people that much. So I get, it is a, it is an yeah. important fact that he's Irish. And the and only reason they liked him is because he looked Italian and spoke Italian. Yeah. And I guess murdered two Italian guys. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Because Joe, him and Joe Pesci at the beginning are like sitting down and he starts speaking Italian. Yeah. He's like, and oh, I, where'd you learn? All this stuff. I was in the war. You know how when you go to war, you just learn a language <laughs> and become fluent in it because yeah. you're in that country, I guess. Always happens. Yeah. I mean, Italian's pretty, probably pretty easy to learn, I guess, if you know English. I guess. It's I don't like know. It's like Spanish. It's an I mean, easier one. You went to China for a while, it's right? It's harder to learn. It's easier to learn than Chinese. I guess. <laughs> That's for sure. I guess. 
I don't guess. I for sure know. As someone who learned Chinese for seven years and still is not near fluent. Yeah. Uh, Chinese is a very hard language. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I guess uh, the other major problem I had with the movie is that I just never really liked Frank. Yeah. I just, he was so remorseless all the way up until his death because he's talking to the priest and he's like, so do you feel bad about killing all those people? And he's like, no. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> no, not really. Yeah. So the priest is has to like pivot, be like, oh shit. Uh well, well, we can still say sorry, even if we're not sorry. <laughs> let's try it again. Let's let's pray to God again. Um, yeah. Because he's like at that point just looking for anything, I guess, to sort of redeem himself. And obviously not even God's gonna help him at that point. Yeah. Um Yeah. And, and it's weird because he like I think I think he's saying something different than what he means. Mm -hmm. Like he definitely regrets it. I think maybe he's got some, I think he regrets sort of the life decisions that got him to that point, but I don't think he regrets all the killing. Yeah, maybe not. I I don't know what he regrets. All I know is he regrets something. Yeah. He feels bad. Yeah. All I know is he is very sad at the end of this movie. Yeah. It was, it's almost like he probably had a a level of survivor's guilt. That might've been it. Like, I don't think he regrets being in the mob. He just feels bad that he's the only one left. Yeah, probably. Like, oh, all those other guys got to die, and I have to sit here in this retirement home alone all where nobody left. loves me. Yeah. yeah, basically all the people alive hate me mm-hmm. who know me. Yeah. I, they don't even, even my own family, they don't care about me at all. Yep. Um, which is sad. Yeah. But also, I don't feel that bad. Because, <laughs> like, he's a sociopath. Yeah, yeah. He killed all of those people, like, unquestioningly just because he was told to. Yeah. I guess I felt a little more bad because I felt like he, I don't know, it felt like he just got tied into a bunch of things. And it feels like he doesn't regret it to me because he had to or else he would be dead. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, he couldn't say no. Yeah. To a, I don't know. I think I just, I saw Frank as, like, someone who couldn't say no basically and maybe wanted to at points Mm -hmm. but we we truly don't know and this man i mean he had the same expression on his face the whole like last half of the movie absolutely so there's no way of telling what he actually felt Mm -hmm. about anything he was doing i guess i just assumed he doesn't want to kill jimmy hoffa he probably doesn't it was just such a bummer to seeing him and joe pesci and everyone in jail and they're just getting older and older yeah like they're (laughs) Just in jail. I'm like, at a certain point, can't you just like let him out of jail? Like, what are they gonna do? Yeah, none of them can walk. Like, and there's that scene where Rob or Frank Frank is like, uh, "Where are you going?" To Joe Pesci, and he's like, and he says he's going to church or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, no, he's going to die. Yep. So, yeah, Frank has to pick out his own uh, his own casket. Yep. Which was awkward. Oh yeah, that was that was uh, fun. I don't know why. I, <laughs> Whenever, whenever people have to pick out their own casket, I'm reminded of that Lonely Island song where the guy sings about. Oh, I got a grave, grave plot. plot. Yeah, I got a grave plot right <laughs> off the highway. <laughs> yeah, well, Frank gets himself a nice little burial place. He's getting buried above ground. Yeah, that's nice. Um, Always nice. Yeah, nice for him. Yeah, um, I, I'm all about the above ground. I ever since that one movie where the guy gets buried alive, I'm like, no, nah, I don't want to be underground. Even if you're dead. Yeah. Yeah. I when I was in high school, I don't know how this came up, but one of the deans of our school, who's also like one of the head security guys, uh, he just started talking about cremation. He's like, No way am I getting cremated. Cause you don't know if you can feel things after you die. Like, what if I'm like I'm dead, but I can still feel stuff and I want to be burned alive. 
And so ever <laughs> since I've been like, shit, I guess we don't know for sure. Yeah. Like I'm... almost certainly you can't feel being cremated, but like now I'm thinking about it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, because people are dead. Like what mm-hmm. if they can feel things, but they can't tell yeah, us? Yeah, they can't do anything. Dead. I mean, it doesn't matter afterwards too, because they're just ash. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that also may like, <laughs> well, it's always been a debate in my mind because I'm like, well, what if I die, but then I come back to life underground? Yeah. And then I have to dig my way out. Yeah. From what I understand, there's like, maybe this was just a story, but there's like a graveyard where all the graves have like bells next to them and the bell goes into the ground. And so if by chance they somehow bury someone by accident, you can like pull the string to ring the bell. I feel like this was in a movie. Maybe it was. That maybe we saw together or something. Because no. I feel like this was in. I feel like I heard this story. I, from a movie. I heard. I heard this. I think in like grade school at some oh, point, okay. which is why I can't remember where it's from. Hmm. I feel like I heard it from a movie. Yeah. I feel like it's a. I feel like it's some other culture does it or something. Yeah. For some reason, it's not a bad idea. Yeah. It's probably like a little excessive. It probably wouldn't happen to also like on <laughs> it probably a, wouldn't be used that yeah. much. Imagine on a windy day and like oh, yeah. all the bells oh, are ringing. Oh my god! Oh no! Zombies! <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I was gonna say. That would actually be a sick opening to a zombie movie. Oh, that would be. Um, but also, it wouldn't be that scary because the zombies would be ringing the bell, but they couldn't get out yeah. of the caskets. <laughs> that's right. Like, so like you just well, drive. No, it, it'd be one stupid character would be like, "Oh, everyone's back to life." Yeah. Well, just imagine like everyone immediately like, oh, it's zombies, but they they're like stuck because they're not strong enough to dig out of the yeah. ground. So now we just have these really loud graveyards yeah. with the bells <laughs> are the constantly ringing. Yeah, they never get out. It's mm-hmm. just the annoying part that the bells are constantly ringing. Yeah, and then they just finally like cut the bells. It's like off. the foghorn in the lighthouse. It's like, like, God, I'm so sick of this sound. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's 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 some fun imagery. I'm gonna yeah. put that in my pocket. It is fun imagery. for when I make my zombie movie. Yeah. It's like portrait of a lady on a fire. Portrait of a zombie on fire. Yeah, exactly. Have you seen uh, Train to Busan? Or is that what it's called? No. It's a South Korean zombie movie that you should see. Oh, okay. It's very good. All right. And there's going to be a sequel. That's why I bring oh. it up. Train to Tucson. I think it's called Peninsula is the sequel. Oh, okay. I, I like Train to Tucson better when <laughs> yeah, you go to Tucson, Arizona. Well, maybe the pre. Maybe it'll be Train to Tucson Peninsula. Oh, I don't, Arizona doesn't have a peninsula though, so I feel like it oh, doesn't okay. make any sense. Yeah, I guess so. Tucson, Arizona. <laughs> train to Tucson. Yeah. They take a train overseas yeah. from South Korea to Tucson, Arizona. Yeah, well, they fly first and then they oh, land okay. in like New York. I like, gotta sense. go to Tucson. They're like, oh, there are zombies over here too. Mm-hmm. That sucks. <laughs> Why did we come here? <laughs> Tucson is the place to be. Yeah. Also, did you, in other movie news, there's a French movie called Force Majeure. I've heard of that. Yes, they're remaking it with. And they're Ferrell. remaking it, and I'm confused as to why they're remaking it. It came out two years ago or something. I think they just want an English version. Version, and also I think Will Ferrell wants work. Of course, I really do like the premise of that, though. Um, I need to see that movie. I think it's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Do you know the premise? Um, don't tell me because I want to see oh, it. Oh, okay. It has something to do with an avalanche. It does have something to do with an avalanche. That's all I know because the poster has has an avalanche on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Yeah, I'm excited to see that movie. Uh, the The only other like foreign language remake I know is Old Boy, the Spike Lee mm-hmm. English version of Old Boy, which is apparently terrible. Oh, so that's why when foreign language American reboots of foreign language films scare me sometimes. Yeah. No, I mean based on the premise, I it, I don't see Will Ferrell doing a great job with the subject matter. Yeah, we'll see. 
Um, someone else is in it too that I Amy like. Amy Poehler, I think. Um, no, yeah. this it's, one's supposed to be more comedic, basically. Yeah, it's a dramedy. I think. Okay. Is the goal. What's it called again? Downhill is the remake. Yeah. Um, Force majeure is also a better name. Yes, because it's French. Yes, but what, it's, is it, it what does it translate to? I I don't know the direct translation, but a force majeure is like. If you say it, it means something like an unstoppable force or something uh, like that. Like, yeah, uh, I like that. That's um, good. Because I've heard people like say it in like English, you know, wording, that's or a, just like in conversation. That's apparently another French film that was mm-hmm. very good and not brought to the Oscars by by France. Yeah. So they uh, really don't like it. Is there anything else to say about the Irishman? Do you have any any really great moments you want to talk about? Um. I think I like got everything off my chest. I want to say it's just basically I like the fact that it was different. I like the fact that it was like all this mob stuff is it's like if Goodfellas continue basically it's like if Goodfellas like continued to these people's like Mm -hmm. elderly ages. This is like the return of the king. Do you do you remember how the Return of the King doesn't end? Is this Lord? Is that the Lord of the Rings yes, movie? That, I haven't seen it yet. You haven't seen? Just bah, seen the first one. Bah, bah, I, I'm quit. I quit. I'm leaving the podcast. <laughs> just seen the for, first one. How the fuck? I don't know. There are a bunch of movies because this is the, there are a bunch of trilogy movies. I've only seen the first one. That's Indiana Jones. So, like because I never saw these as a kid. So I like recently saw both. I recently saw. What is the first one called? Lord of the Rings. I can't remember. It's the Fellowship of the Ring. Fellowship of the Ring. I recently saw it like two years ago, maybe. You saw the theatrical release, the theatrical cut. Um, I don't know. How long was it? Um, if it was two like in two hours, and yeah. Change. So you saw the theatrical release. Okay. That's right. honestly, if you're gonna watch them for the first time, do the theatrical versions okay. first. I do have all the extended editions on Blu-ray though. Okay. Um, yeah, I liked, and I liked it too. Both Indiana Jones and Lord of the Rings first movies. I liked, they're great. I, 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 for some reason just forgot, uh, my girlfriend really wants to watch Lord of the Rings with me. So I think I'm now I'm saving it to watch it with yeah, her. Yeah, well do that. Do yeah, that soon. I will. Holy shit. And I'll talk about it on this podcast. Yeah. Well, for those of you who have seen Return of the King, who are like functioning humans, <laughs> um, this movie is like. If you just took the last part of Return of the King and just stretched it out, because for those who know what I'm talking about, the end of Return of the King has to tie up every story plot thread and it goes on forever. Okay. (laughs) And so that's sort of how I see is like you have this part of the movie that's well, because like the main part of the movie is super long, too. But it got to a point where I was like, oh, they're old now. So I guess we're almost done. And then they're like, no. Yeah, no, they're not old enough. (laughs) Marty's like, I'm 77. We can get them older. (laughs) Yeah, they have to be older than me. I'm still young. It's funny. Well, you you said this is like a last hurrah. It's funny how like in interviews for this movie, I watch it and Marty's like, oh, yeah, I got a movie coming out two years. I'm working on it now. I'm (laughs) like, this isn't your last. Like Marty's just like still kicking it. He's like, no, I'm far from done. I'm I'm still here. Yeah, no, he should keep making movies. It's just weird because this is like his end game, I feel like. Yeah, basically. I think this closes the book on the the Robert De Niro mobster movie situation. Yeah. Did you know they're trying to make this movie for like nine years? I'm not surprised. Like that's how long, but they just couldn't. They like were just going around to studios like Mm -hmm. pitching it and could never get it produced and then by the time that they could like robert de niro was too old so they're like okay well the budget just shot up because we have to de-age him yeah 
And even more studios were like, no, that's too big. Here's the thing, though. Here's one thing, though, that I don't know if they considered is like, you can just get other actors. You know, (laughs) if you want, if you want like a young person and then they become an old person, like they can be two people. It's that's (laughs) Robert De Niro is his friend. All right, BB. All right. He's just like. Um, Shia LaBeouf did it. <laughs> yeah, true. Noah Jupe and Lucas Hedges. You could have got Lucas Hedges to play fifty-year-old. It's a movie. You could have gotten anyone. Yeah. You could have gotten Ed Sheeran. Yeah. <laughs> you should have just dye his hair black or whatever, yeah. and off to the races. Yeah, but uh, he wanted he wanted uh, those actors so badly. I guess. I mean, clearly. Apparently, he had a lot of trouble getting Joe Pesci in too. Oh yeah, Joe Pesci retired. Yeah, so, I, I'm also not surprised about that. He's very, that guy's very, uh, Joe Pesci's amazing in this movie, by the way. I haven't mentioned it. Yeah, I think he's probably like one of my favorite characters. I think he's not my favorite a character. shoe in for supporting actor, basically. Yeah. If, if the freaking lighthouse wasn't being snubbed. Uh, well, we don't know it's being snubbed yet. Yeah, uh, I hope not. I think nominations come out. 10th of january or something all right well we'll do predictions or whatever at that point if willem i because i think they're gonna try and get willem dafoe for supporting actor they're gonna please i think they're gonna consider robert pattinson the lead of that movie he's a little more the lead i guess yeah i mean it's also easier to win supporting actor i feel like yeah yeah definitely Um, especially this year there are tons of great lead actors this year yeah Uh, so no i if willem dafoe doesn't get a nomination i will pee on this table Oh, I'll take a big piss on this table. Neil won't be happy. <laughs> well, Neil will have to talk to the Academy. Yeah, I guess. So. <laughs> um, yeah. I'll, God, please, Academy, watch the Lighthouse. Yeah. The thing is, it's probably because they're all just like pricks and they're like, Lighthouse, I don't want to watch that. Directed I mean, by a young person. Well, the, <laughs> yeah, that is fair. I mean, the deal is that like if you're in the Academy, they send you screeners for every movie that's nominated. I know. And then you only vote for best picture and then the field that you work in. Okay. So like, you know, as long as someone, as long as the actors it, are like, Willem Dafoe is pretty good. Yeah. Um, God, I, I, I just want to go and I want to see the Academy's process here because sometimes they make some there's some there's some good YouTube videos about it it is it's fairly complicated and the Academy is like way more people than you would think it yeah. is yeah um, because essentially like if you reach a certain point where you've been working in a certain field long enough you become part of the Academy and you can vote mm. Um, there's also a lot of in prediction videos I've watched a lot of people are like yeah Ford v Ferrari is going to be big and I'm just like yeah no nah. but it would be a classic oscar move to like have Ford oh, yeah. ferrari as one of like the top things just this year put it in there and it's it's, it's like, like all my grand all my family saw this movie let's put yeah. it in there <laughs> uh that's that's the one for the best popular movie category yeah i agree i don't know i i have a feeling Ford v ferrari is gonna be a best picture nom and i'm gonna sit here saying no I don't care if it gets nominated. Like, it'll never win. I know, but then I'm going to get upset. Like, at first, I won't care, and then I'll be like, oh, the Lighthouse isn't even nominated, and 4v Ferrari's don't you nominated. Stop talking about the Lighthouse. Oh, you are endangering this table's piss quantity. It's going to happen, Vivi. They're uh, not going to care about the Lighthouse. Uh, Everything I'm seeing is Oscar. Every Oscar prediction I've seen is the Lighthouse is so far down on the list. And oh, I'm my like, God. Screw and all the YouTube comments are like, why is no- the Lighthouse was so good? No one yeah. even cares. It's incredible incredible uh, well oh yeah irishman four stars for me baby i gave it two and a half it's i thought it was average yeah um 
Oh, that was pretty good, and it's probably uh, it's it's one of my favorites of the year. Not my favorite though. So. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah, so you know, if you got Netflix and you want to kill time, if you have three and a half hours, if you like, if you're one of this those, is like an all day movie in my opinion. Yeah, it's like the one thing you do, which is weird because I also watched it on a Monday after work, so it was like the movie ended. And I was like, all right, now I go to bed. <laughs> yep, my family like planned it out we're like we're gonna mm-hmm. watch the irishman so let's eat dinner at five yeah. so that we have enough time before we go to bed yeah um uh yeah I, I will say my last note is that uh there is one guy on my facebook who i went to high school with and he's one of those guys who like never left our hometown and is just sort of like a weird racist dude mm-hmm. um and he f- has taken up a hobby of commenting on uh rotten tomatoes facebook posts so you know rotten tomatoes will just be like hey have you seen uh, knives out yet it would be like it's pretty good oh man this movie has a 97 percent. go see it and he'll just comment on these posts like some kind of insane person and so it was specifically a knives out post that was like Knives Out is certified fresh. Maybe you go see it this weekend. And he comments on it like, oh, yeah, right. This won't even touch the Irishman. And don't even get me started about Joker. Oh, and I was like, God. oh. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, he clearly hadn't seen Knives Out. He was just so confident that Irishman and Joker are the best movies oh. of this year. I hate it. I also just hate that mindset in general. Like, yeah. no, one movie is good, so this one can't he's, be good. He is like a fake big boy. Yeah. He's into those big boy movies, but I don't think he understands why. He's just also Italian. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, two movies can both be good. Yeah. Just to let everyone know. But here's the good news, everyone. I think we're in agreement. Uh, the Irishman is, in fact, a big boy movie. Yeah. We are it certified. certified big boy, for sure. Certified big, The Irishman. It's probably the most big boy uh, mob movie I've seen. It is a massive boy. Like it even, is so big. Even Godfather, even Goodfellas, they're more. They're less big boy movies because general yeah. population can watch it and be entertained. Mm-hmm. And not have to think as hard. Yeah, you Irishman, you got to think. You got to invest in the Irishman. Basically, it's a three and a half hour movie. You have to invest a lot of brain power. Oh, into, yeah. Which is usually not what you want to say about a three and a half hour movie. You yeah. want it to. to I want to I want to get on the ride and I want the ride to take me somewhere. Yeah. I don't have want to have to like operate the vehicle. That's yeah, not yeah. how a roller coaster is. No, absolutely not. Uh, so, yeah, Irishman certified big boy movie. Um, and until next time, stay big, you beautiful boys and girls.